0: Breakdown, breakdown hey everyone, I'm Kurt and I'm Luke. Welcome to the breakdown. So good to be here with you today. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing excellent. How are I'm, you? I'm doing excellent too. Hey, uh, really interesting happenings going on here. Before we even get into the message, school of the spirit uh, spring term or spring semester underway. is underway.
1: Yeah, underway.
0: I was talking to a couple of people today, and they're like, "You're kidding me, right? Like, you're kidding me. You guys went from the close of one semester, left no break." Uh, the winter ended last week and we started spring. Yeah, lesson learned, you know. <laughs> we, hey. will, we will definitely give a break next year. It's a learn as we go process. That's what I love about it. You yep. build the scaffolding as we're going and you had your first class. I did last night, Biblical Worldview. Awesome. Well, you just gave it away now. Now everyone knows we're recording on, on Tuesday after your class. So Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah. That's
1: awesome. So you had a good first class? I did. I did. It was very enjoyable. Really special really good group of people. Everyone came in very um, willing and ready to learn. So as a teacher, that's all you can hope for.
0: It really is. And even just hearing about your class, I was really excited. uh, Some of the things that you shared there. Mm -hmm. So if you don't know, Luke is teaching Biblical Worldview, which will run again in the fall. We encourage you to get on to school of the spirit.church. I do want to say this. We are uh, really responding to something that the Holy Spirit put on The heart of a couple of our faculty members, so Steve Salvatore and Pastor Daniel Bourget, uh, really having a prompting that the evangelism and the outreach that we're doing as a church needs to increase, but that we shouldn't be taking people to the streets and evangelizing without training, which I agree. I 100% agree with that. And so, in response to what the Holy Spirit is doing, we have very quickly put together uh, an, an opportunity for students to enroll in the heart of evangelism again. So, I'm putting this out there. We've already heard at least one testimony. Somebody was really wrestling through taking this class um, to really conquer a fear. And Mm -hmm. God
1: put it on their heart to conquer the fear and to step out. And I will tell you, you'll be blessed. Amen. Amen. And just highlight what you mean by preparation. Our training people before evangelism?
0: Yeah, well, one of the things right off the bat, I would say is that the heart of evangelism is one of our 12-week classes at School of the Spirit where we're actually going through, what does it mean to evangelize? A lot of us have come from some you know, evangelistic thrust or outreach and we have a card or we have a track and we, have, mm-hmm. you know, we haven't really been taught how to walk as Jesus walked. Right. And so the preparation and the training that you're getting is, hey, here's how we walk like Jesus. Here's how we pray before we ever speak. Right. We hit our knees and we make sure mm-hmm. when you listen to Pastor Daniel and Stephen talk, it was bathed in prayer. The reason that the outreach events were so successful, the reason why we saw transformation on the streets right. was because it was covered in prayer. Mm-hmm. The team, the group was at the feet of Jesus for six weeks and then 12 weeks. And so the training, oh that's so cool. It, it is really cool. It is
1: really really cool. And
0: I think in the in the evangelistic opportunities or outreaches that I've been a part of in the past, maybe there's, you know, a week or maybe there is really one time I got an hour, hour and a half of training and we hit the streets. Right. Right. And it's not about the training. And, and that's what I want to say, it's not about the
1: training, but Jesus did walk with his disciples mm-hmm. and teach them Absolutely. before he ever sent them out. Absolutely. Yeah, and that and that's what I I was really uh, hoping we could get at is like we talked about, I think it was last week or two or two weeks ago, at the moment of our salvation, we are equipped. equipped, yes, we are equipped. We have the blood of the Lamb, and we have the word of our testimony, yeah, but there is something to be said from learning from those who have experience in this area, yeah, and then also the responsibility as church leadership. We have to take responsibility of training people. Mm-hmm. So there's it's it's like that two part. So yeah, if if you haven't taken an evangelism class, can you share the gospel? Absolutely, Absolutely. and you should. should. Mm-hmm. You should. But it it it's a good idea for us to want to learn more and learn from people who who are gifted in this area. I will say that's an awesome
0: kind of uh way to encapsulate Pastor Zach's previous series because Ephesians four is all about equipping the saints for the work of ministry. Mm-hmm. Which edifies the body of Christ, bringing us to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the yes. Son of God to maturity. So everything you just said is absolutely right. The apostle is not supposed to just be the apostle; it's supposed to be right. training the teacher, is supposed mm-hmm. to be training the prophet, the pastor, the evangelist. Right. We're supposed to be equipping the saints with those giftings. And you're right in evangelism. I think so we've good. we've really missed the mark over the seasons, and we've invited in different evangelists to stir up the people. Right. But this is a beautiful Holy Spirit training. I. I am blown away every year by the School of the Spirit. It's awesome. No one man does it. It's the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. We just work with Him. It is yeah. Him. Yeah. It's amazing.
1: Yeah. And and, and <laughs> you know, teaching my first class the other night, I could really see that yeah. and feel that from a from an instructor level. Yeah. It's like, wow, this is the Holy Spirit's thing. Totally. Um, I get to go along for the ride too. Yeah,
0: we really are all of us instructors. It's phenomenal. It's a wonderful experience. So I will say this: here's what you need to know. School the Spirit you're not too late. We have kept enrollment open until the thirtieth, which is tomorrow. So you need to register before Thursday, and you can do so at schoolthespirit.church and specifically, uh, let us know if you want to take that evangelism class because it's running Friday morning. We are cool. starting right out of the gate Friday morning. So and I
1: think it was only an, it's only an hour and a half.:
0: It's an hour and a half, yeah. nine to ten thirty. So Perfect. if you can take an hour, hour and a half lunch or whatever. And, you know, it helps with people working from home. So Mm -hmm. it's good stuff. So that is where things are with the School of the Spirit. Of course, we have just been in an amazing season on Sundays, gathering, hearing about what God's doing uh, with our Easter outreach, with our greenhouses. You've had an opportunity now, not yet. The greenhouse start We're yet. St- our, um,
1: ours is starting t- uh, Wednesday night. So yes! when this when this when podcast airs, gets released, great. I will be you at like, my greenhouse. That's your so. first one, right? Yeah, Woo! finally. Yeah, I love yeah. it. This plant is looking for a home. So. <laughs> you, need, you need to grow in an environment. That's so good.
0: Uh, that's awesome, man. So hey, we hope you are being encouraged uh, as you're hearing this and we hope you're being encouraged by your greenhouse. And and just being patient as we all go through the process, there is a lot that takes place in a greenhouse. And, you know, I, I can just imagine, having never started a greenhouse, I can imagine um, that you want to make sure that you're at the right temperature in the greenhouse. And when the sun <laughs> gets a little bit too hot, there probably are some adjustments of course. that have to be made. Yeah. So let's work through those adjustments graciously
1: and considering one another in love. Yeah, that you know, that's so true because each greenhouse is going to have its own... Yeah its own tendencies or, yep. or different things that have to be worked through. Mm-hmm. And as we work through that, it really teaches us how we're supposed to work things out together.
0: Yeah, you know, that's exactly what it's for. That's awesome. So we're getting into Sunday. Of course, it was really great to be there and to worship with everybody and just to see how God is moving in that time of worship. You and I often talk about what it is either on the floor or on the oh, yeah. stage, and just it's just oh, yeah. beautiful, both yep. places. Yep. So we hope you are incur- engaging in worship at whatever level mm-hmm. you're feeling more comfortable and yep. being stretched. Um, during first service, Pastor Zach kind of brought up in the, the time of worship uh, something during second service he said right before his message, and that was this new piece that he's been meditating on. So quick story, if you haven't heard, you heard Pastor Zach share on Sunday that back in the old days when we thought we were going to be building a building on Route 6, he was walking the top of the foundation, and the Lord said, hey, I want you to be a church of surrender. So we got that word. Pastor Zach prayed with the elders. The staff began to pray into it, and we've seen the Lord really move us in that vein. Now, Pastor Zach said, going to the other side of the building, where we are moving very soon, hopefully, into our new sanctuary, he was walking on this knee wall, a half wall, I guess, a little less than half, and he was walking across balancing on that beam. And while he was balancing, the Lord just simultaneously communicated that it is, yes, it starts at surrender, but I want you to add to that surrender balance. There needs to be balance. And, and I would say just observationally looking at HPC, where it's been, where it's tracking, where it's going, balance is key. We are living in a world of extremes
1: um, and we're finding that, okay, right. there's got to be that balance of the word yeah. and the spirit. Right. And how do we, um, anyone who's ever like tried to balance on a, a balance beam, <laughs> the only way you can do that is you have to look at a fixed point. It's good, man. And I just hear fixing our eyes on Jesus, there you go. the author and perfecter of our faith. As we fix our eyes on him, then we stay in balance and I- we don't get drawn away by, you know, t- to the extremes of different doctrines mm-hmm. or you know we stay balanced on him. That's so good. I love you bringing up that focal point because you can't you can't even
0: necessarily be focused on the heel toe heel toe heel toe heel toe. You have to find your mm-hmm. balance and then you have to have your focal point. Great. Which this is proven in so many passages. You brought up Hebrews 12. I also think of Peter out there on the water. Jesus said, "Come, yep. Mm-hmm. He said, "Come, but mm-hmm. when he began to remove his eyes right. from Jesus and look at his surroundings, he was overtaken. Yep. Now praise God, Jesus was there to lift him up. Mm-hmm. That'll preach too, right? Yes. So he's there. We lose yes. our balance. He helps us find our way. so mm-hmm. and it brings us right back to the boat. But you know, really a good word to kind of come into this new season. And I would say as we have been talking as a whatever, a leadership team and even as a church, there's this sense of preparation you know, on Tuesday night prayer, you're hearing it. We need to be prepared. For what the lord is doing we need yes. to be ready and how are we how are we getting more equipped how are we being ready it starts with prayer we have right. got to be a people right. of
1: prayer amen amen really yeah, praying I'm, ju- into. I'm just thinking of you know uh a sports team like a football team training mm. and yeah you have to submit to the coach you have that surrender piece where it's okay i'm surrendering to the leadership yeah but now i have to actually start doing what the leadership is telling me to do we have to work together. We have to prepare because a game is coming. Yes, absolutely. That's so
0: good. That is so good. Um, so, you know, Sunday, it was really a powerful day. Again, I know it may not have been on the podcast, but we had Paul and Joy latori sharing on the ministry that God has given them, the banner of love. And if you were here on Sunday and you were walking through the the corridor there, the hallway, and seeing those faces, it was really hard to look at those faces of uh, really the lives uh, that have been lost as a result of Mm -hmm. addiction and overdose. Uh, But hearing the heart of Paul and joy, and just knowing, man, and there was that beautiful video of just the Lord putting crowns on these on these women and these people. So really want to encourage you in any way possible to support that ministry. I love that about our church that we will bring up even a local mission, somebody right here. I know where I came from. We would always say, okay, we give 10%, 15% to foreign missions. What are we doing right. locally? Mm-hmm. What are we, And so to hear about other ministries that we're supporting locally is really such a blessing. Amen. All right. So getting into Pastor Zach's message. I love it. I love it. We're in Genesis 14. We're looking at Abram before he is Abraham. We're not going to spend a lot of time teaching, but Pastor Zach talked about the covenant that mm-hmm. God brings Abram into and changes his name which uh, the additional piece that God gives Abram is the uh, is the ruach is the the spirit of life the breath of life yes. He gives him part of his name um dude and I know you and I are smiling right now and that could so teach good. all day yeah that could teach oh, all day absolutely but where we are right now is with this passage of two two things two kings, two lands, Salem and Sodom and we have. Uh, two kings representing two different things, and I love what Pastor Zach is starting from in Genesis fourteen seventeen. We are not
1: starting from a place of trying to get victory. Right. We're going to start from victory. Yes, we are. And um, the king of Salem, yes, Melchizedek says that God won the victory. Yeah. And Pastor Zach alluded to this. Um, so you can look at Melchizedek there, like he's a he's a priest and a king, and then. Hebrews goes into more about Melchizedek as well. Absolutely. Um, and there, you know, in in the, theologians will say that Melchizedek is actually what we call like a Christophany. So it's it's like a Christ mm. appearing in the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in this, he points to the fact that God won the victory for Abraham. Mm-hmm. And in the same way for us as New Testament believers, it's good. Jesus has won the victory for us. Mm. So that's the application that I see is like we have to come back into that mindset of, of sainthood yeah. that Pastor Zach brought up a few weeks ago. Yeah. And today is a really good um, walking out of how do, we, how do we actually live out that sainthood?
0: It's so good because we always go right to blessing and we we look like, we we act like we're trying to get a blessing. To attain. To attain. I'm striving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to get something. Mm -hmm. But when you start from a place of victory, it's an understanding that blessing is actually the outcome of how we respond to Mm -hmm. victory. We're already starting from that position. I will tell you, um, I heard one of my friends and, and pastors teach that years ago about starting or fighting from a place of victory. You're actually just fighting to maintain. What you're fighting off is to maintain what you have. And that subtle shift in my mind really helped. Because now I know, well, the battle's been won. The victory is the Lord's. I'm just maintaining Mm -hmm. what he gave me. I'm not trying to get anything. Right, right.
1: (laughs) And the crazy thing is he's the one who's helping you maintain it too. He is. He's doing all of it. It's all him. But there is a cooperation piece on our part. (laughs) Absolutely. And you
0: even see that cooperation with Abram. You see it. He cooperates with honoring by honoring Melchizedek and providing right. that 10th. Now, before we get into the 10th and the tithe, I do want to talk about that that first king, you know, the or really that King of Sodom, the, the, the King of, Sodom. The, the king of yeah. Sodom, who comes out. And this it wasn't the first king, but it was it was the point that Pastor Zach was making about Sodom in this point would obviously represent the world. We move a little mm-hmm. bit later And we get into Exodus and we look at Egypt and Egypt is always existing as the type and shadow of the world. Mm -hmm. But I really like that Pastor Zach started in Genesis to kind of say at this time, Sodom is representing the depravity of the world and a non-covenantal people with God. And that's what it looks like. And what happens? Well, the king comes out to negotiate Mm -hmm. with Abram. Really powerful point because that and then, of course, Pastor Zach brought us to that is what the world is looking to do.
1: Right, and and we have to focus back on how how was Sodom negotiating? Mm-hmm. They wanted the people, yeah, and they offered possessions Dude. to Abram.
0: That blew. I mean, I don't know that I've ever really mm-hmm. kind of cut it that clear down right. the middle what Pastor was bringing on Sunday, but it hit me because I thought about the ways that we are selling off our generations. Mm-hmm. We're selling off our kids. That phenomenal yet sad story, yeah. Mm-hmm. of I'm spending my kids inheritance, you know, and, oh, and I, yeah. and I understand the flippancy of it. And, I, and I'm a firm believer that yes, while we should be storing up a physical inheritance for our children so we can leave them with monetary or substantial blessing here on this earth to give them a good inheritance, we ought to make sure there's a spiritual inheritance as right. well, if not foremost, right? Our, Amen. That's Amen. what we're passing on. Amen. As New yep. Testament believers, yep. Yep. we're and passing I, on.
1: And I think if you're having a hard time grasping this, mm. we have to go back to the to the to the truth that our reality is a spiritual reality. Sure, and we're it's not just ideologies, but it's they are principalities and powers. In the unseen world, where Satan is striving against the work of God, Mm -hmm. so you know when we look and when you look at the world, even today, you're gonna see, even in our own culture, there is this war on the family to break down the family order, and to and to go after the hearts and minds of children by presenting these ideologies of, of alternative sexual lifestyles trying to shut out the parents yeah. and, and make the school system the parents.
0: Not only the parent, but the
1: God. Right, the God. Literally mm-hmm.
0: encouraging. I had one person communicate to me, and I, I don't want to get into the teachings of school, but I heard one person communicate to me that it was intentionally designed, the shift that we've had in our academics was intentionally designed to make sure that by a certain grade, you could no longer help your children with their work and I am telling you mm-hmm. I am living proof of that wow that that by the 4th wow. grade I stopped being able to help my children with certain math and science it blew my mind that's Ble- cra-
1: that's crazy it is me.
0: it is and it, so they were literally kind of communicating the agenda that mm-hmm. was so it was it was it was blatant to me because I'm living it right. and I'm like okay so it got it has had me thinking as a father but we should all be thinking what are the areas that we're just selling off Right. generations. I want to say this too, because, you know, I'm, even the area of uh, just the the rampant pornography, Yeah, we are literally encouraging mm-hmm. and selling off women and men. Right. Our right. support of that yes. is yes. literally, you mm-hmm. know, destroying mm-hmm. lives.
1: Absolutely. And
0: absolutely. you've heard some of these backstories of people who have come out of that life. Mm-hmm. It's just been, it's been absolutely astounding.
1: Right. But it's all for gratifying the moment that's it it's it's ease mm. over the blessing that comes from work yeah so when the going back to children it takes work mm-hmm. to raise children to find out what do they really think about things and then teaching them the biblical way the yeah. biblical worldview and that's why you know a lot of parents, they're now feeling the call to pull their children out of the school system and either homeschool or, or put them in, in a school like King's, and, yeah. and there's a cost there initially monetarily, but on the eternal perspective, there's, there's a lot of blessing that is gained from that by protecting them and shielding them and putting them in an area where they can grow in the ways of the Lord. Absolutely. And that just brings the whole next point about it was just it was really getting all
0: tied together for me on Sunday because we move from the concept of what the world is trying to do in negotiating terms, and Abram, as a representative of the children of faith, actually says, No, lest you dare think that you have made, made me, me rich. rich. Yeah. And that needs to be our whole concept is like, no, I'm not gonna sell out my family. I'm not gonna sell mm-hmm. out my life for the world's system. Right. God is has already made me mm-hmm. rich. Jesus became poor for our sakes, right. that we might be made rich. Right. Now we move into where Abram begins to recognize with the the communion table with this idea of the bread and wine mm-hmm. that this priest is bringing out. He begins to recognize, and he offers up a tenth. And there's so much that was right. going off on Sunday in terms of like this legacy mm-hmm. piece that Pastor Zach has been communicating. Yeah. That oh okay, we're we're not we're not trying to build a building right. here. I understand we have stuff to build. Mm-hmm. We are not trying to build a church or build a building. Right. We are trying to ensure right. that what people have bled and died for in the gospel message of Jesus mm-hmm. does not die out with us. Right. And our children right. and our children's children
1: have a place to learn. Mm-hmm. And and while we have these freedoms, we need to seize the opportunity. Right. Right. And I and I think the important thing, going back to walking in that place of victory is that allows us to push past the physical and into the spiritual it's good man um that's why if you're if you're looking at life with your spiritual eyes, then it's like okay the lord in the I think it's also in hebrews it's the Lord is building us up into a spiritual yeah. house yeah. right so we we see this big building that our church is in and that we're getting. It's really not big. No. When, we, when we push past that and we look at what's going on on a spiritual level, what yeah. is the Lord doing on a spiritual level, then it's like, this is like a shack yeah. compared to what the Lord is doing. And then when we look at our finances, it's okay, if I just look at things physically, it's like, okay, I only got what I got. right? But if I understand that spiritually, good. I'm in a place of victory, I can push past that and I can be like, yeah, sure. I'll give this to the Lord and then some mm. because he's given me so much more than what I can even see. Yeah,
0: yeah. What's really interesting, this is really good. I, I love it. I, um, I've um i shared this before. I, sh- I share it in class. I really do not have <clears throat> a problem with tithing. I love tithing. I have lived through, <clears throat> excuse me, and seen the benefit of tithing. I've also seen, you know, the result of really not honoring the Lord with tithes and mm-hmm. offerings. And I know some people would push back against that. But listen, I'm 38 years old and I could have been born on a pew. My dad taught me to tithe with the 25 cents right. that he gave me as a kid. Mm-hmm. And so I have really, in essence, I have 33 years. Wow. No joke. Mm-hmm. I was five. Mm-hmm. I have 33 years of tithing experience. And so I'm putting it all together and studying the word. And I'm, I'm now concluding for a long time now. You know, hey, this is not a problem. It's actually something we should encourage. We should teach as long as we're existing. Mm -hmm. We should be teaching tithing. But in my journey, I've also discovered that some people, see, I don't have that background. Some people have been abused with the tithe Mm -hmm. and forcing. Hey, you've got to give your tithe or you've got to pay your tithe. Right. And there's really a misunderstanding Mm -hmm. of, hey, listen, (laughs) you are actually blessed. You receive, you're already in the place of victory. And, and when you look at, you know, Malachi 3.10 was drilled into our heads. We understood it, and I've studied it out. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. And test me now in this, says God, mm-hmm. and see if I will not open up the windows of heaven yes. for you. And pour out a blessing that you don't have room enough to fill it. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. And you will be called the delightsome land and your mm. crop, your your will not bear its seed, its crop before its time. Your your vine will not bear its crop before its time.
1: <laughs> wow, you you guys can't see it, but Pastor Kurt said all of that from memory. Well, it's and, yeah, it is it is truly drilled into his head. Yeah, I know, and but
0: I but that's the thing, and, and I'm grateful for it yes. because it's given me 33 years to meditate on it, and and not only was it drilled in from under, from from memorization, but it's become an understanding. Mm. And, and you and I were talking about this off the mic, so I, I should give you a moment and pause. No, you should keep going. Uh, okay. That's good. This you and I were talking stuff. about this off the mic that, you know, God himself, Pastor Zach said it on Sunday, Malachi 3.10. You can read the whole passage, but uh, he said it on Sunday, and it's when, when God is communicating this, he says, but you have robbed me in these tithes and offerings. And I want to say this. Pastor Zach actually said, hey, when people talk about the tithe, they often go to the Levitical law. I was not trained in going to the Levitical law. I've always gone to Abram with Melchizedek. Mm-hmm. I've always gone to Malachi. Malachi. And I furthermore have sealed it with the New Testament mm-hmm. understanding of Hebrews, right. which goes right back to the faith of Abraham. Right. If Jesus is a priest forever in the order of Melchizedek and Abram out of faith gave, gave a tithe tent. to Melchizedek, mm-hmm. then how could I as a, as a New Testament believer not give a tithe? Right. So Jesus, who's in the same priesthood, Mm -hmm. as you talked about, being that Christophany.
1: Absolutely. So for
0: me, it's always been this seamless understanding. But the Malachi 3.10, God says, number one, Pastor Zach said it on Sunday, you can test me.
1: Mm -hmm. Where? Right. Where else in the scripture do you find that privilege? Mm, Yeah. And God's not going to set himself up for a test he won't pass. That's good, man. You know what I love about that, Luke, is that God is communicating
0: to us that he's not a for us to put him to the test. I've
1: had seasons of my life where I was challenged. It's compassion. Like I really just <sighs> sense the so compassion good. of God, you know, with for our, you know, our finite understanding. Understanding yes. how that we are broken. Yeah. We are, we can only grasp we so much. And it. he's like, he's like, I get it. I, I get it. This is hard. Test me. <laughs> like, try it. See what happens.
0: Man, I'll tell you what, I'm so excited. Before I even came to this church, I heard that pastors acted a six month uh, tithing challenge. It was a powerful time. Wow. I don't even know if I should say it, but I loved it. He and we have been so confident in the tithe that he actually did this way back when. I don't think he's doing it now, but he said, you challenge, you put God to the test for six months in your tithe. And if you, it's like a money back guarantee. Oh, yeah. I've heard some churches do yep. this. And if you have not seen the blessing in your life as a result of faithfully tithing with obedience and faith, then you'll get your money returned. Mm. We're not doing that now. I should now, say that. Now,
1: you said right there, like, the blessing in your life. What does that look like?
0: So this is where I want to get to. We talk about God says in Malachi that you can put him to the test. So therefore, you can be confident God's not setting himself up for a test. He's not going to pass. Second, second, God himself says that he will open up the windows of heaven. Notice when you read Malachi 3.10 and on that that is plural. He doesn't say, I'm going to open up the window of heaven. You can imagine that there are these multiple windows, or you can imagine that there is a connection between heaven and earth. And sometimes those are stopped up. They're Mm -hmm. stopped up for various reasons. The windows are shut, quote unquote. There could be a number of reasons. He's talking about opening windows. That's right. Implies they were shut. They were shut. So there could be a number of reasons that those are closed. And God himself says, I will open those and pour out blessings. Let me tell you something. Time would not permit me to tell the stories that I personally have in the 33 years of how the Lord has saved my life, physically saved my life, how the Lord has restored relationships, literally how the Lord brought, this is the real kicker for me, this is where it changed. The Lord supernaturally brought my wife into my life through giving. Wow. Transforming. wow. I'm, I, I couldn't even tell the story right now because it would take too long. But that's what I'm saying. We often think, and you and I talked off the mic, yeah. we often think, okay, I give, I'm going to get finances. I give right.
1: finances, I'm going to get finances. Right. But, but it's, it's not, more than that. It's so it's so much more than that. And I, I think, again, going back to that mindset of pushing past the physical, it's, more, it's about more than just money. It's about more than just the so building. Good. It's being part of the kingdom and and partaking in that and yeah. growing in that understanding.
0: Yeah. There this is really powerful and and there's so much more to be gained. This is not a money issue, but yet we are so tied. Look at what Jesus says. Where your treasure right. is, there is your heart. Where's your treasure? That's where your heart is. We we kind of believe it backwards. Right. We believe it a little backwards, but the truth is he's saying whatever you treasure is where your heart and your investment is. Right. So if we begin to put our monetary investment, and again, we do a whole lot of teaching on this in school of the spirit, lots of stuff we can't get into in 30, 35 minutes. But I, I do have a closing question that I'm kind of been challenged with, but I want to just hear um anything else that's on your heart in regards to this message or what what Pastor Zach was sharing.
1: Yeah, so I, I just I, I'm really sensing that we have to walk this out mm-hmm. and it's it's one of those things where we can go and listen to teachings on this but at the end of the day we have to make a decision okay what am i gonna do yeah i have x amount of dollars and the lord says and scripture shows give a tenth mm-hmm. and then the windows of heaven open mm-hmm so now we have that step of faith that yeah. each of us has to make. Am I going to walk in that? Mm. And that's what, you know, um, you know, it says Abraham believed God. That's right. And he had to walk yeah. in that. And the Lord told Abraham, I'm gonna give you descendants more numerous than the sands of the sea. Yep. And Abraham didn't get to see that. And I think he understood he wouldn't get to see that. Because mm. I mean, how None of us can have this, you know, if, if you have 10 kids, that's that's a big family and that's not the sands of the sea, no, right? No, But yet he walked forward knowing, okay, this there's something bigger going on here and yeah. I'm part of that. Yeah. And that's the same thing that's put to each of us. Yeah. We have our own little life mm-hmm. and we have a choice to make. What are we going to do? Yeah. You know, Luke, I love that you're bringing that
0: up because I think it kind of prods me with uh, a concern that I often hear. Um, I I am nobody. I'm going to preface what I'm about to say. I am nobody. I am just a follower of Jesus, and Mm -hmm. yet I've had to live by putting him, putting his word to the test. Mm -hmm. Is this really true, Mm -hmm. time and again? And there is not a scenario that I haven't really. This is a bold statement. It doesn't mean to. I'm not trying to be, uh, you know, sensational or arrogant. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, there are times that. It was rent or tithe, right. food for the kids or tithe, g- car work or tithe. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Every scenario, bills or tithe. Right. All of it. Mm-hmm. All of it. I share these stories mm-hmm. in our classes. Right. And, and, and yet I have learned and my dad taught mm-hmm. me. He taught me well. And yes. if you can look at the church as your spiritual, you mm-hmm. know, begetting, right. you know, the let that father right. teach you, right. let the word of God teach you. And I'm telling you, holding on to that really gives God something to work with. Mm. So, kind of what I've been meditating yeah. on, which is a little bit of a challenging question, and and I don't know, I, I just have to say it. So, why why are we looking for a way not to tithe? Why would I be looking for a way not to tithe? And this is kind of a rhetorical insight, a little rhetorical question this week to say, okay, is something prohibiting me, inhibiting me from tithing? If so, why am I stopped up? Why do I not want to go ahead and give the tithe? Because as I've encountered. Mm-hmm. In, in, in spending yeah. some time with people here, I didn't come from a place of abuse, but I understand mm-hmm. that people have abuse.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think part of it is there's a, a scarcity mindset mm. that is pushed by our culture. They're like which a poverty is, mindset. You don't have enough. You don't have enough. And you have to strive for this. Mm. And, then I th- and then again, I think it comes from us as believers forgetting who really is orchestrating our life. That's it. Did am I the one that's responsible for all the good things? Like, yeah, that I play like we play a part, like, there because we do have free will, we do have we do make decisions, and decisions have consequences good decisions, good consequences, bad decisions, bad consequences. And then people come in and disrupt our life. But if we are not going through and looking for the thread of God in our life then it's easy for us to blame things on, oh, well, someone did this to me, mm. or I did this, or I accomplished this. Right, right. Right? Um, and so then we kind of take God out of the equation, and it's like, okay, well, I only got this much to work with. Mm. But if we focus on who is who is the author of all things, you know, like we sing that, you know, for from you are all things until you are all things, yeah, you yeah. deserve the glory. So if we're singing that song... yeah. We have to sing that with our life. Yep. And so good. Again, it comes back to what are you going to do? Yeah. This is
0: really good. I, I love it, Luke. Again, I, I do not at all want to sound like I'm lacking compassion. Mm-hmm. I understand. Right. Um, you know, again, without being pretentious or sensational, I understand. I'm literally talking about 33 years. Mm-hmm. So there's been some longevity here and living this out. Um. But I understand also, too, that. There may be a bit of trepidation. There may be fear. And I love what you brought up earlier. I think that's why God is compassionately communicating.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, test me. Yep. Put me to the test. I think for me it's actually like uh, it's been hard. It's it's you feel it more as your income goes up. It's almost like it would be easier to be poor <laughs> to be like, Yep, this is my tenth. Oh my god. But as your income goes up, you're like, wow, this is like a car payment for somebody. Like yep. <laughs>
0: Dude, this is going to be a long show today because I've got something I've got to say. You go to Luke 16 and Jesus communicates that if you're not faithful in the little, you you're not going to be faithful in much. Yes. And here's the principle. Mm-hmm. We always tell ourselves, when I have more, I'll do more. Mm-hmm. No, you won't. No, you won't. No, we won't. No, I won't. If I don't yep. learn with the two mites, I'm never going to learn with the multiple. Right. I'm. I'm. If I don't learn how to do it now mm-hmm. with the little that I have. And I think the Lord really takes a pleasure in working with us in in our scarcity. I think not that he is, you see Jesus' compassion on the right. wood with the two mites. Right. I think that it pleases the Lord to say, you've got faith. I can work with that. Mm-hmm. I can work with that. You're yep. putting that in there and you're trusting me? Yep. Oh, now we've got something. Now we're on. Game on. Right. God responds to that right. faith. Without faith, it's impossible to mm-hmm. please
1: him. Yep. And, and I do think tithing is one of those things where you will grow with it. You will grow in it yes. with, with the Lord. Yes. Um, you know, we look at Ananias and Sapphira, mm-hmm. the Lord struck them dead because they were presenting an image. Mm. They wanted people to think they were giving everything. And Peter's like, you didn't, you didn't have to do that. Mm. Like, just say like, w- just tell the truth. Yeah. You know, be honest with where you're at. So this good. is Because faith is something that we grow in. And yes. I do think that tithing is an exercise of faith. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. When my life was on recovery from losing everything, uh, not any major addiction or anything like that, just a recovery, we had lost everything, gave away some, sold the rest. It was all gone. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you no word of a lie that the Lord taught me to believe again with a dollar. Mm-hmm. That's how we started. I had no job, no yep. prospect, nothing, no home, no place, to all of it. And he taught me to believe again with just a right. dollar. Right. And uh, I love it because it's a constant communication because we are so tied to our wallet in our culture that the Lord knows he's got to work with us there. Yes. So, yes. Awesome. What a great show. I hope that, uh, I hope that you were encouraged by again, no intention at all to be lacking compassion and communication. Um, I've been on both of those places yeah. and I think you have as well. Like you just yeah. said, it's harder the more you make.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and you hear these things, like you'll see some random preacher on TV. It's like, send in your money. Like, there's a blessing, partake in the blessing, you know? And it's like, um, but really, it's, what are you doing with the Lord? Like mm-hmm. walk it out with the Lord.:
0: Yeah, oh man. I'm looking at the time. It's going to be a late show. I've got to say this real quick. That abuse right there, that, that using a, an abuse to get gain mm-hmm. and wealth. Mm-hmm. I just want to say this, if you're listening and you have been a victim of that, where you gave, you tithe to the church that you came from for years, you found out that the pastor was doing something. Whatever. Whatever the scenario is, fill in the gap. Many of us have lived it. I want you to know from the word of God and from God's heart that you are not responsible when you give your tithe. You are doing that between you and the Lord, and you are not responsible. From what happens no. there. And in fact, every That's week. so important. It really it is, is so Luke. important. Because so what important. we do is we end up withholding from God because mm-hmm. the way a man right. or a woman or a group right. or an organization Abuse, has well, abused something. Right. Because right. uh, people, I, I do believe they give in good faith. Yes. And don't let somebody else ruin that for you. Mm-hmm. Give and trust God. Here's the last thing. I believe personally you can believe on a harvest from a seed that you sowed even when it was abused. I've seen that in my Amen. life. Amen. I want to encourage you this week. If the Lord put something on your heart that you showed and you felt like it was manipulated, you felt like you were lied to, you felt like it was yeah. abused, you ask the Lord what the harvest is on that. Amen. I believe He's going to show you. Amen. Wow, dude, I'm lit. This is good stuff. This is awesome. <laughs> Who's praying? You praying or I'm praying?
1: Um, you can pray.
0: Okay. Well, Father, we just thank you for the time that you've given us. Thank you for the dialogue and the discussion that we have. I pray that as we worked to expound and break down. A message that you have given, Pastor Zach, I pray that the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart have been pleasing to you, our Lord, our strength, our Redeemer. I pray that it, it falls on ears that are ready to hear and act with you, God, not looking to anyone, not looking to any system, but looking to you and you alone. We bless you, we honor you, and we trust you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, I'm Kurt. And I'm Luke. And that's The Breakdown. We'll catch you next week.